Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription, trust me. Mm. If you don't, you will fall out of balance. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon Show. Uh, we are excited. Uh, I don't. I'm going to call you a new player, a new-ish player on the on the scene. At least you may not have uh, you, you may not have seen their expressions in your market, but we'll get to all that in just a second. So we're with Karthik and Matt from Phenomenal Spirits, and tonight we are going to be uh, we're going to be talking about everything that they do. We're going to be sampling. Their rye finished in a rum cask, which I haven't tried yet. I'm going to be honest. I think you just got released in Georgia. So this is going to be a first time taste for me. And typically with these things, I do like to wait if I haven't had it before. That way I'm talking to the people that uh, in this case, you selected the barrels, you blended the barrels, you picked the barrels it was going to go in. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's kind of a fun ride for, uh, for Dan and I to figure out, hey, why did you do what you did and why are you continuing to do what you do? So uh, Karthik and Matt, welcome to the show. I'm going to go ahead and put a little in the glass if you don't mind. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I love your content. We love all the golf stuff, which you put out there and uh, a lot of funny videos, a lot of contents. That's, that's fun. You're mixing it up, not just bourbon or rye or, you know, spirits. You guys are keeping it light. It, exactly. Why? Why not? So, uh, well, then Nagy, I'm, and we. So, I'm going to prep you. Not now, but later on the show. So, if you do like the golf stuff, so you can be thinking about who your picks are or who your pick <laughs> is to win the U.S. Open this week. So, uh, and if you need some help, ask me. Don't ask Dan. He usually gets his wrong. So, <laughs> uh, just, just saying. So, so Karthik and Matt. I don't know who wants to start us off, but. Um, uh, you know, really cool kind of, you know, in, in looking through your, your bio, if you will, and kind of who you are, right. And, and I'll, I'll paraphrase and you'll say it better, but, you know, producing phenomenal spirits for phenomenal occasions for phenomenal people. And, and I, I do kind of like the, you know, you open up with is, uh, you know, if you, if you go to uh, phenomenal spirits.com and you, you know, you're looking at, at about, you know, who you are, what you are and what you're doing. Well, it's an, it started with an idea. So, so I'm kind of going to plug us there and then give you guys a chance to tell us, you know, who are Karthik and Matt and, and what's this idea? How did it mature and, and where are we? And then we'll kind of get into where we're going. Sure, sure, sure. I'll take the stab at it. Uh, 2015-2016, I was, uh, you know, I was very keen into getting into the spirits industry. After being in the tech world for about 18 years, it was time for me to really move on and, you know, do my next real venture once you're an entrepreneur, you always want to be an entrepreneur. You always want to create something, produce something. But spirits are something truly fascinated me. But when you, before you start writing any company or product or portfolio, you got to come and understand, you know, what is that you're trying to create? Who is that market? What is the kind of product or service you're going to be delivering to the marketplace? And that's when I started writing. I'm one of those guys who like, who like to write a mission statement a vision statement, and then I start figuring out what is that I want to do. I don't work backwards. I work like, you know, hey, like, you know, let's 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 figure out the, the bigger picture. And also, we didn't want it to be a, a, a regional play or a national play. We wanted to be a craft company which can scale and be in the international level. And 
to do that, you really need to have a vision. And uh, that's how it all came into picture. And also, there's so many whiskeys. Just, you know, look at Cal's, you know, uh, you know uh, bar out there. There's so many whiskeys out there, some amazing whiskeys. And are you going to compete or are you going to set yourself apart and, you know, you know, carve your own path and, you know, head that direction? That's where, you know, Matt and I come into picture where we are not going to compete. We are going to create our own category, our own niche, and we're just going to keep going down that excellence and and cater to people who really want to drink phenomenal spirits for phenomenal people, for phenomenal moments. And that's how it all came into picture. Yeah. And, you know, Matt, how about you talk about your background a little bit? You know, how did you come into the picture? Probably it might be best you talking about that instead of me stealing the thunder. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yes. Yeah, so, no, I got into the industry in, uh, around 2013. Uh, I helped people came to me and offered me to be a uh, partner and one of the uh, founders of Joseph Magnus out of Washington, D.C. Uh, so I built the facility, uh, ran production, uh, did all that fun stuff, had some great people to learn from and, and get a good, uh, good feel from the industry, uh, you know, both on the blending and distillation side. Um, but yeah, back in, I guess it was around, uh, 2018, started doing some consulting work as well. And, uh, that's where I got introduced to Kartik and, you know, he had already produced, you know, I was working on these great rums, uh, but wanted to get into the rye industry and rye was something I was super passionate about. Unfortunately, you know, we didn't have the uh, capacity at the time to, to do rye for, for Magnus. Uh, I got to distill a couple barrels, uh, by myself for myself, which was uh, a lot of fun. But uh, that is something I always wanted to get into more. Uh, so something Cartoon wanted to do, and we kind of got together and started bouncing some ideas back and forth. And yeah. you know, really thought we had something going. So uh, yeah. he flew on down to Virginia Beach. We met, went out for a nice romantic walk on the beach, <laughs> cigar by the fire, and you know, at the end of the night, we shook hands and we started our partnership together uh, to to move forward with uh, phenomenal spirits and what would soon become Rye Three Whiskey. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, so if I can ask, so, and kind of talking, blending the two together. So, you know, when Karthik was talking about how his, you know, I, I definitely have uh, spent a lot of time in the corporate world, right. And, and that whole, that mission statement or scope of work and, you know, you, you can frame it up in a couple of different ways. I mean, from an entrepreneur, I get it right. You we're doing mission statement. We're going down this, uh, you know, for, fortune 500 or even fortune 50, right. Okay. Scope of work, ROI, we're, you know, same, same, concept different labels so i guess matt as as karthik explained that and as you're looking at it i'm definitely getting down like the whiskey uh business golf nerd and i'll redirect us in a fun way in a second but as he explained it so you've already got experience opening up a distillery right and yep. and 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 successful right and and now you you know you and karthik i guess this match made in heaven that that beach walk must have been majestic or, or phenomenal, Very. phenomenal if you will uh <laughs> Um, pun intended, but you know, when he's kind of explaining and, and if he shared it in that way, was that, were you able to kind of conceptualize and or compartmentalize his vision and where he wanted to go? Or was, did you see it maybe as like, eh, that's not really the way the whiskey industry works, but it's worth a shot. If that, is that fair? Does that make sense in the, the way I'm asking that? Yeah. So, so one thing I'll learn with Kartik is he's kind of got these, these grand visions and, you know, for you always got to have somebody in the company that's going to be the, you know, the big picture looking, trying to come up with something different and crazy. 
because uh, I'm usually the one in the background be like, oh, God, how are we going to do this? How are we going <laughs> to scale it? You know, and, you know, and I think that's what, what works so well for us is that he's got these, you know, the, the great plans and, you know, we just find a way to make it happen. Yeah. You know, especially, I mean, when it came to like doing the label design, the bottles and stuff, you know, I was expecting like this big, heavy bottle, you know, a big, heavy whiskey bottle. And Carjack's like, no, he's like, you know, w- you know, we were already international when we started, you know, we started in uh, Denmark, Poland, UK, uh, France, and, you know, then we're bringing to the U.S. So we, we needed something that was going to fit with uh, with being able to play in both markets. Yeah. And you know, having somebody with cards, you know, getting the right people involved, you know, the the design for the bottle is something I would never would have even thought, never you know would have crossed my mind. So, um, you know, you always got to have somebody that's got that that different vision, different approach to things. Which, uh, yeah, you know, nothing that we have done with this has been the traditional route, um, and that's what's been great. You know, with, with being able to work with him and, and come up and do things. So, and, and the other part too, you were, you were saying with, you know, kind of creating the product was, you know, coming into this, Kardec had, you know, had already, you know, knew that he wanted to do a rye, uh, a rye project at some point. Uh, so he just went ahead and bought a, a bunch of uh, four-year Alberta. So when it came to, to doing the blend, it was like, hey, I've already got a bunch of this rye. So what, are we, what else are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of the, the fun yeah, I already had one third of my blend was uh was set forth from us right from the beginning. So yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. I, all I gotta say, it's been a ton of fun. It's been kind of adventure. It's really taken me out of my comfort zone, and uh, you know, just it's been great. Yeah. So, and, and I don't know how. Well, let me say this: um, you you're very trans. So, phenomenal spirits is very transparent. At least it, it, from the statement is it is transparency, right? And, and I, I think you know, and, and you're seeing, you know, you, you're on, you know, you can find you guys on plenty of podcasts uh, or, or social media outlets, right? And, and that's yeah. one of the things that that I appreciate. And and I think that folks like yourself from a craft distillery, right, or, or boutique distillery, whatever you want to call yourselves. Um, I think that that's kind of the, the catch on is, hey, it's better. The more we tell the consumer, the the more I'm going to say the more personal it, be, it becomes with, with me, that the person that's drinking it. Right. I mean, I, I'm not having to guess. I'm not having to. Well, I think it's this. And, you know, I think one thing that was interesting that you did and most people don't know this and you can redirect at any point. But I don't know if people are that most when most people talk about blending and your sourcing at this point. Everybody immediately says MGP, yeah. which you guys are using some of, mm-hmm. and yeah. or or they may go to uh, to Tennessee, right? Which yeah. I, th- there may or may not be. I, I'm not sure about that. But Alberta is rarely mentioned, yeah. and at least it's not. It, they people may be using it, but there's not that transparency of hey, look at this Alberta, and if you don't mind, I mean, like Whistlepig. Got started with Alberta, right? I mean, a lot of good. Uh, who Jefferson's using some of it? Lock, stock, and barrel. Eighteen year, I think there's some. Yeah. Maybe the eighteen, but there's some. So some really, really phenomenal whiskeys that are using Alberta. And yeah. again, it's it. I'm not downplaying or, or chastising any other brand for not doing that. I'm just saying you, I don't hear as many people talking about using Alberta as their as their distillate. 
as yeah. you guys have. And, and yeah. I, th I think it's a huge miss on other folks' part. I think yeah. it's a big win on your part because when people start associating with, well, I don't see Rye 3 on the shelf. I don't know yeah. what it is. I don't know anything about it. And then you start talking about where it's coming from. It's going to be unique and different in its own sense because you're putting your touch on it. Right. But, but when you talk about, you know, you got to have a good foundation to get to the good end product. Right. And, and I think that's the miss for a lot of folks is they're not sharing, you know, that that level of detail or you know, that that, uh, uh, you know, of, of what's really going in there. So if you want to expand on that, maybe, Karthik. Yeah. So so Alberta is very underrated. Uh, that whiskey has been, you know, known for a lot of people, but it is not known. A real whiskey drinker knows an Alberta made a phenomenal whiskey. And we wanted to highlight the ingredients and uh, ingredients what we are using in our product. We spoke about Nashville. We talk about eight statement. We talk about distillery. We talk about the, you know, the unique blend. Except the formulation percentage, we talk about everything else, right? I mean, if somebody wants to go and you know replicate it, be our guest. Hopefully, they have a few million dollars in their bank to do that. <laughs> but other than that, it's not going to be an easy route. And besides that, we only have there's only a few Matts and Karthiks, you know, crazy people like us trying to you know, do things that we are doing. You know, for for a product of our nature, you know, we are using a 95.5 MGP a standard benchmark rye, which everybody uses, right? But what's the point of doing one more bottle on the shelf? Who and how can I get Cal and Dan excited, right? How can I get them excited? I can probably get them excited with Alberta, uh, a light whiskey component, which you know, which was passed in the past was used as a blender, yep. but now it has become actually a main, you know, category as or a subcategory as such as a light whiskey nowadays. I don't know how long it will stick, but it's an amazing, you know, blending component. Then taking it to the next level of you know finishing it in a rum cask, and let the product sit only you know decent enough so that you know the rum notes does not take over the rye notes. All those small fine details has been you know you know has been discussed in detail between Matt and I. What is that we want to put to the marketplace? And and at hundred proof, you know why hundred proof? Can it be forty three? Can it be forty five? Hundred proof is right. You know it's like it's not too masculine it's not too feminine it's just right it can swing both ways you know so we got to you know we got to cater to a marketplace and audience nowadays where even women love higher you know higher proof you know whiskey they got to appreciate and respect that so you don't want to miss a mark on it but and and you know and and you know, alberta juice as is our 14 year light whiskey or a four year alberta or a three year mgp 955 that alone can be a standalone product yeah. as a battle, single battle. But when you bring it together, it's um, mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, what we're drinking right now, again, I, I haven't had it before. You know, I, I, I'll be just honest. Like I looked at it and I said, well, it's kind of, you know, it may be a little light in color and, and just at first glance, it, it doesn't taste like that. Yeah. And after, after you look at it in the glass, I mean, the legs on this thing are just crazy with that. Yeah. And, and the mouth coat, that creaminess that comes out of that. It's uh, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely surprising is probably not the right word to use, but um, it, it's, it's very welcoming from, uh, the nose is, is absolutely welcoming. I'm getting a, right. like a ton of, um, um, thinking like that creme brulee, kind of that, that, that candied burnt sugar on mm -hmm. top of that thing. It gets yeah, so good, man. And some, right. uh, 
yeah, it's um, it's amazing you say that because two and a half years prior to starting Ride Three, I started a Ron Zelko rum brand, and rum are usually a lot more darker, and you know it's got a lot more amber gold color, and you know it's a ten year age rum, fifteen year age rum. When I got first got the formulation blend, and I'm like looking mm-hmm. at one like this looks light to me, like you know. Then I was like you know then I'm trying to pictureize like okay I'm probably comparing it to the rum I shouldn't not should not do right. that. And you know, and whiskey is whiskey. We can't do anything you know about it. You know, and uh, yeah, it, it definitely doesn't taste like. And again, the the mouthfeel to me doesn't look like you know what I what I think what I see that I'm going to taste. It that's I get something completely. And again, it's not from a color standpoint. There's it's 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 absolutely beautiful. Yeah, kind of that that golden hue that's uh, that's coming to that right? right. I mean, that's you might equate to like back to a rye whiskey. So right. I, I guess uh, so, Karthik and Matt. So when it's uh, I guess two parts. Uh, why rye? So you you were a rum guy to begin with, if I heard correctly. You're kind of gravitated. Your heart was on rum, and all of a sudden yeah. now it's like, hey, we want to go down the rye road. And yeah. then and then Matt, if you want to piggyback or kind of play in in with that, uh, why were you like, hey, yep, we're going. I'll, I'll go the rye direction with you. Yeah. No, I mean you know. So then I'll take a stab at it, Matt. Then you know, how about you take your spin at it? Uh, <laughs> So, so from a from a business standpoint of view and a product creation perspective, I look at market saying, what is some of the top categories which is has a growth, right? So from a from a data perspective, analytics perspective, forecast perspective, where it is going from an industry, rum is the only major category which has never been premiumized in the world thus far, right? As long as rum has existed, it has never been premiumized in America as such, in the U.S. It's been premiumized in France and, you know, and 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 and, uh, and U.K., but not in America, where it is a center of attention when it comes to spirits. So that's a huge category and a huge opportunity. And the second one on the rise side is, you know, if you look at the whole American uh, whiskey industry as such, it's, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's a $20 billion market. Uh, from a from a sales perspective on an annual basis, so rye as a subcategory is the fastest growing subcategory in the industry right now. Twenty two to twenty four percent year over year growth consistently in the last five years, and it is only going to go to the next level. Yeah, the big yeah. boys of the world, everybody's investing in packaging, rebranding, coming up with new formulation. Jack Daniels just released a single barrel. Why would Jack Daniels move into into rye with? From a Tennessee whiskey, right? I mean, it's, it's my observation is everybody's reaching for it. Everybody's reaching for it. Exactly. So those were the two categories. You know, we want to be in brown spirit, and that's my expertise. That's my passion, brown spirits. And you know, maybe one day I'll make gin. Who knows? But at this moment, that's (laughs) what you know. He's teasing you now, Cal. He's teasing (laughs) you now. I know. Either that or he's bragging. But either way, he was teasing me with it. It, I tell you what, this thing really does deliver. And then you're getting all those notes like Cal was talking about, like the creme brulee with that burnt sugar. But then you mix the 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 rum finish on it, and it's it's just it's it's very welcoming, like you guys said, you know, and. um, Right. It's really, I haven't had anything like it. It's really, really good. And then you. you get that rye, that orange peel as well. I'm getting that one as well. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So those were the two reasons, like, you know, I mean, multiple reasons, but those were like real business reasons why, as a passionate craft producers, why we want to be. And, you know, besides that, I just love rye. I mean, you know, I, I always say, if uh, if you meet a rye drinker, then he's already got a postgraduate. You know, he's in a, he has a PhD, he's got his PhD in whiskey drinking. You know, he's already out there. You know, so. hand him something good because they're or hand hand that person something good because they know the difference. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I guess my, my reasons were a little bit more selfish uh, than Kartik's. Kartik was definitely on the the business plan side, and me. I mean, I I just been you know been doing bourbon for a while, and there's a lot of bourbon out there. And uh, for me, it was just doing something different. You know, it was my chance. You know, I've been a part of creating a lot of great bourbons uh, and blending them, and and you know a lot of great awards. And you know, this was kind of my chance to go out on my own. You know, come up with my you know by myself having. Uh, you know, my own formulation and, you know, getting to put my, my name on, uh, something there. So, uh, you know, rye was something that I've always been really passionate about. Something I always loved and wanted to get into. And yeah, for me, it was just new. Me, it might've been a little bit more selfish, you know, it was something new for myself. So are you all, are y'all putting barrels down now? Like, are you distilling now? We're not. Okay. We're not, not distilling. We, we buy and we build inventory uh, you know, we call it as a whiskey program or a rum program. It's just not a brand saying, okay, we're going to buy 30 barrels so that we can, you know, you know, make this particular batch. No, we actually have a projection forecast. We start laying, you know, we, for the light whiskey, it's a 14 year whiskey. You got to start building inventory and what are we going to do about it? So we sure, plan sure. on that for the 95.5, which is high demand. We got to start laying the 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 fresh juice you know the the, the unaged juice so we are, we are working on that program right now and you know starting building the inventory at this moment yeah so if i can uh, go back to matt for a second and i just wanted to ask that for a point of clarity for maybe folks that were listening right but but when you're coming in and, and you're like hey so you've you've done some uh you've done some rye you know at a previous uh, uh previous company and you kind of you know you know you want to go that direction then there's a few advantages right i mean it's uh from an age statement you know some some things that are happening in there but what's that look so it's you know uh karthik's like hey i've I've just bought it here we go we're ready and what's that process look like coming in as far as do you already in your in your mind's eye or i guess in your in your mind's taste do you already know a kind of direction you're going to go with it from a taste perspective? Is it, I got to taste and sample and see what we got. And then we're going to kind of go from there. Is it, you're going to get new juice the next time and it's going to be, uh, you know, the, it, it's a new recipe. Like what, what does that kind of formulation look like from, from that perspective? So for me coming into it, I kind of knew a direction I wanted to go. Um, uh, for me. And, and when I was distilling my own, my own barrels of rye, it was, you know, I wanted something that was easy to drink all the time, you know, something that wasn't, you know, overly rice spiced. Um, you know, there are a lot of, you know, 95, 100% rise out there. And for me personally, and I think what sometimes turns uh, other people off to it is that super heavy spice. Sure. So I wanted something uh, for me, for others, you know, to, to kind of go for that mass appeal. I want something that's a little bit more rounded. Uh, so, you know, knowing that we already had the Alberta, which, you know, provides a great finish for our products. Um, you know, what's a ride without the 95.5. So, you know, we knew that that would have to be a component in there. So it was then, you know, what do we do at that point? Cause we're still at that really heavy ride. Uh, and then having, you know, worked with light whiskey a bunch in the past, uh, and knowing the, the creaminess I would bring to it, uh, the great finish, the tobacco notes, uh, you know, that, that was just something that could really play well in this, you know, light whiskey, hundred percent corn. So it's going to bring down that super heavy rye, uh, component. Uh, so, you know, that's when we started kind of playing around with the, the proportions, bring the light whiskey into it. And that's when I started heading that direction that, you know, I really wanted to go to. 
Yep. And then, you know, adding the the rum barrel, the rum, you know, barrel finish to the end to help sweeten and, and really smooth out some of those rough edges as well. You know, really kind of brought it into that place where, you know, pretty much anybody can can enjoy it. So did you did you know, Matt, that you were getting that the rum barrel was going to be a thing? And and Karthik, did it? Well, I guess that's the did, did you know that was going to happen? Yeah, we definitely from okay. day one, it, it was going to be uh, a rum finished product. So he, so he didn't, he didn't kind spring of it on it. you like uh, midstream and be like, oh, hey, by the way, here's your barrels and they're rum barrels. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of the things about, you know, Matt's got the maturity of the blending portion of it, distillation operations. For me, I, you know, I'm always envisioning what is that market wants? What is that consumers are looking for? And obviously there are some fantastic rye as is, you know, products in the marketplace. And, and, you know, we want to bring something which is unique and, you know, which is, which is readily available, which people can afford at the right price and, you know, people would appreciate it. Uh, and, and, a, and, a, and a good age statement and an approachable rye finished with a rum cask was fantastic. And, you know, we have Ron is all rum. The whole flavor profile and the characteristics stays within the DNA of the family, right? So we are cycling and there is no wastage up here. The, 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 the rye barrels, you know, again, you know, we use that for a lot of other stuff like, you know, barrel heads uh, for sure. the rum. We are using it for, you know, cask finish. So, so I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a great combination. Uh, it plays out really well and people are appreciating it. It's complementing both the brands is what it is. You know, Ron yeah. is on ride three. Yeah, for sure. You may have mentioned it and I may have missed it. So what is the age statement on uh, on the Rye 3? Is there... Yeah, so there's no age statement because it is a blend. Uh, yeah. So when you have a blend, uh, you know, it's so you can either keep the, uh, the lowest age statement or or you can keep the... Or, you know, it's just called as a blend. So we call it as a blend because it's a, a blend of 14-year, 4-year, and a 3-year whiskey. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, you, I don't know if you folks, Dan and then Cal, you guys have had an opportunity to taste our private reserve. Private mm -hmm. reserve is something which we started. It is our battle pick program. And we do battle picks on, uh, on Rye 3 and Ron Izalco. On Rye 3, you know, we do a, a rum cast finish private reserve, which is a cast strength. Uh, and uh, and mm -hmm. a Rye 3 uh, private reserve, which is a non-rum non, non cask finish for for uh, for, uh, for uh, uh, traditional rye whiskey lovers, so that's something which we have started about six months back. Hugely successful. A lot of you know uh, a lot of whiskey societies and bourbon bourbon clubs have really appreciated it, and uh, you know it's it's a it's a whole lot of fun to you know work with the with a lot of people. Cool. Yeah, I, I definitely see uh, you know from a I'll call it social media aspect. I mean the uh, the activity that you guys are getting and, and receptivity that you're getting back to uh, the folks that are that are buying and sampling. I mean, so that's um, you know that that whole barrel the barrel pick process, right? I mean, it's it's happened for years. Yep. I think that what probably over the past call it two years and really I think COVID man really like kind of set this thing on exactly. a whole on a, on a whole new level, yeah. right? I mean, it's yeah. like like anybody and everybody is wanting to do it and 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 rightfully so it, it's a fun thing to do it's a way for you to put kind of your personal stamp on you know hey i picked this it, you know, this was right. this was my selection and and you get people with flavor profiles we uh we actually do have a um we do a collaboration with rochester elite barrel pickers uh in rochester new york so i don't know if they've done anything with you or not with jeff but uh but yeah we got to get uh, got to get you guys hooked up yeah uh, oh, that'll sure. be awesome yeah, yeah. definitely 
Now, yes, Dan, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go, no, go ahead. No, Dan, you are in uh, you are in uh, North Carolina, so we have few battle picks coming down in North Carolina in the month of August. Uh, Charlotte Bourbon Society, uh, Whiskey Witch Nation, uh, BCBC Bull City Bourbon Club. Uh, you know, so we're doing uh, picks with them. So pretty excited. Oh, I'm nice. Hopefully, I'm hopeful to be doing a market visit in August and also to in September to Atlanta. Oh, oh cool. nice. yeah. And, and yeah. I know all those folks that you just mentioned, they're friends of the show. So uh, so it's good to hear uh, that they're there. And you need to catch up with my friend's bottle shop, too, mm-hmm. uh, here in Atlanta. Those, uh, those guys are doing a ton of picks. Actually, What's it get called? Bottle shop? My friend's bottle shop. Bottle shop. Okay. My yeah. friend's bottle shop. Okay. Yeah. We may actually do a collab or something with them. Uh, you know, if, if, uh, if it, if it's a good fit, yeah, and, uh, we, we awesome. think there's something there. So mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Awesome. Uh, so that's, did, did you all know that you were going to do that? I mean, was that a, uh, well, let me ask. So, so prior to, right before you really got, got into this thing and open up, uh, before phenomenal spirits, what was your whiskey? Like you were a rum guy, so were you just like strict, strictly rum recreational? Were you going to Cuba and and picking up uh, you know? So, yeah. like, uh, no, no, I, I I really thoroughly enjoy whiskey a lot. Uh, I, I do love rum. Uh, my background is India. I grew up all my life in India, and you know, in 2005, I moved to the United States. So we get exposed to a lot of fine Scotch and you know rums back, sure. back, and that's the English influence and you know, of the British uh, influence. And, uh, and, you know, the bourbon was only after I came to America. Uh, but, uh, you know, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed uh, the whiskey. Uh, but on the rum side, I'm mostly, you know, drawn towards the Central American style rum uh, or the Spanish style rum. Yeah. A lot more full-bodied, a lot more, you know, apricot prune, a lot more fruit forward, you know, and not too much bite to it. You know, some, you know, exceptionally quality sipping rum. There's some really good ones, you know, what what, what you see in the marketplace uh, unfortunately, America is slowly, you know, getting educated, and you know there are some good rums coming to the market. Some of the finest rums, you know, you can find more more varieties in you know, in Europe and the UK. Uh, so every time I travel, I do pick a few bottles for sure. Uh, but uh, on the on the whiskey side, definitely, you know, uh, I, I used to be a bourbon guy, but you know, one day I uh, discovered uh, rye whiskey. Well, the first time I drank a rye whiskey, I, you know, it was I think it was, I think it was Woodford Reserve. I think you know that was the first time I tried. I said, this is nice. Now, what is this? You know, and uh, that's how I got got into it. And you know, ever since then, I've never stopped. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Back to your comments about rum. You know, when people, when when the when the masses realize that, you know, again, we don't mean it necessarily negatively. It's just there's a lot better stuff for the same price. When they yeah. realize uh, Bacardi and Coke isn't what the hell they should be drinking, they they're going to be really pissed. They're not. They're going to be disappointed. They're going to be like, well, I've been drinking this, and I could have been drinking that. <laughs> Exactly. 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 Yeah. Which again is kind of. Yeah, I mean, it's like why we like to do this, right? I mean, because you you've produced a uh, you know I would say a budget friendly rye. I mean, you could have right. premium. This thing could have been uh, you know you could have gone triple figures with this thing just based. This could on have been easily ninety dollars, seventy five dollars. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And Matt, I'm glad you said I was trying to find what it was. I was going more leather, but I'm glad you mentioned tobacco. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like totally. This is this is yeah. this is cigar city for me, man. It doesn't taste like a cigar, but I'm saying pa- this paired with the cigar is uh, gonna go. It's incredible. Uh, yeah, incredible. but you get the notes of the tobacco in there too, though. Right. You get like a sweet, yeah. uh, sweet pipe tobacco yeah. notes yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
This is Craig Foster from Dineline Golf, and you're listening to Birdies and Bourbon. Yeah, the old saying is, if you know how to putt, you can putt with a stick. And I did make a video with a, uh, I've got it here, a Yellowstone, it looks like Fred Flintstone's putter. So Matt, how did, I mean, how did you know that this is what you were going to do, right? How did you know you were going to wind up making, uh, you know, blend and whiskey? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> That's a real good question because that was never the path that, uh, that my life was, uh, supposed to go down. Uh, you know, I, I got some, some great opportunities. Um, I got put, uh, in with some of the best people in the industry. Uh, and fortunately found out that I actually had a, you know, somewhat of an act for it and, you know, a lot of, a lot of training, a lot of practice and, uh, yeah, just being, a, being around some phenomenal different juices and getting to play with them. And, yeah. uh, you kind of, kind of start figuring things out. Mm. Funny part is Matt, Matt's background. He was, he was a Costco buyer. So from a buyer, <laughs> he goes on to become a distiller, you know, what a transition. It's not well. <laughs> With, with a little bit of schooling in there, yeah, to become a uh, civil engineer. I thought that was going to be uh, the the rest of my life was going to be uh, as a civil engineer. And I finished up school, and I was actually with my uh, wife and kids on vacation, uh, you know, celebrating finally graduating. And uh, you know, I got a phone call with an opportunity to to come join and, and build a distillery. And uh, I'm like, wow, you know, I've just been spending you know all my nights after work, you know, getting my my civil degree and. All right, we'll just throw it out and start over. So, well, I feel like you're doing your civil duty to society by providing uh, what I've discovered as uh, a, a new good whiskey, man. So, I, I think, really you're, I think you're using it. It's really good. Yeah. Well, why not? Yeah, in, this in, is fun. in some degree, right? In some degree, in some Matt, yeah. civil engineering definitely comes handy. He builds a lot of stuff in our planning house. You know, yep. uh, a lot of stuff. You know, so he's he's very handy. It's not a thing what he cannot do. Yeah, sure. Sure. So, so what's the future looking like for, for phenomenal spirits? So you've got three expressions right now, right? Right. We got three expressions. Ron is also 10 year, Ron is also 15 year cast strength and you have the right three whiskey. Then we have a completely separate, you know, battle pick program called as private reserve, okay. which is, you know, which is really taken off you know, pretty big. And, uh, and, you know, and, uh, right now on the right three whiskey, uh, we are focused on domestic market uh, solely in the USA. We are in 13 different markets right now. We started in uh, in um, uh, so uh, as a phenomenal space as a company came to USA March of 2020. And as you can see, what uh, what happened in uh, March uh, <laughs> is you know we all know you know it's a, it's a, it's a you know so so COVID was really harsh for us. So we had to change our uh, route to market strategy. We went all digital. We went e-commerce, and that's how we approached the market. And you know, and we started working with the whiskey clubs and bourbon societies, and we created a niche for us ourselves. And right now, we are in 13 different markets on the on the rum and rye, and on the on the rum side, we are in uh, we are also in uh, France, Denmark, UK, and Poland. So overall, five countries, 13 different markets in the USA, and we are going to be adding on another four markets before, by end of this year. And uh, and you know we're going to finish a very strong fiscal year financially and uh, and from a from a market share perspective and getting the product to the marketplace. Next year we're going to be head 
head start and focus on building inventory and meeting timelines, expansion, and also getting into chains. We're going to get into the chains, uh, some of the high-end chains, and uh, we're not going to uh, you know, sacrifice our price point, sure. keep the price point as it is. And uh, and uh, you know it's about it's about getting closer to the craft whiskey people. Our 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 marketplace is craft whiskey people, lovers, and that's where we're going after. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you know, you mentioned the, um, the 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 bourbons or the the whiskey societies and the clubs and the picks and all that. And and did you know that you were going to go down? Like, was that like um, in your in your missions? Well, not mission statement, but when you're developing the business plan, was that a strategy? And was that a note that said, "Hey, you know, okay, yeah, so we gotta we gotta go to retail, brick and mortar, we you know, distributors, etc." And was there a bullet in there that said whiskey clubs? And bourbon no. whiskey society it wasn't in the first year it definitely was not in the first year if the first year was traditional you know three-year distribution model uh but you know when you have uh, a once in a lifetime you know event like you know like pandemic happens sure you really need to take a step back and figure out you know how do how are we going to you know change our business model and how do how are we going to reach to the business you know to the masses you know fortunately matt had some prior you know connections and, you know, he reached out to a few people. We was a pilot and, you know, the pilot was done, executed properly. And then, uh, then, you know, that's it. That's it. You know, in come, come March, we hit a massive stop and, you know, we were not able to move even a single case in few months. And sure, it was that sure. bad. You know, I mean, you know, I'm, I can openly say that, you know, we didn't even sell a few cases in, you know, in a couple of months, but, uh, you know, once we changed, we actually restart to, uh, a lot of whiskey clubs and bourbon societies, and we told them, guys, we need your help. Yeah, we yeah need sure. Your help. Without you, we cannot do it. Because without you, we'll, uh, you know, this is, we are never going to be able to take off. You guys are the mascots. You guys are the, you know, supporters. You guys are the gatekeepers of the craft industry. Today is when we need your help. And everybody helped us. Nice. Everybody. And we're so thankful. And, you know, and, and, and you know, we have made so many friends, uh, different states. And, you know, we keep in touch and, you know, it's been a fantastic ride and, you know, and uh, that's why every time I, you know, I visit places, you know, I always say I'm coming up here. Let me know if you have some minutes to connect or we always keep in touch in DM with a lot of engagement. But that's we are in the people's business. End of the day, we're in the people's business. Well, that, that's the thing, right? Now, I think that's a really cool part of your story, and and kind of you know, and, and I mean, you guys are outspoken and say, you know, we, we don't have a story, right? We don't have bootleggers in the family, or we didn't make up any bullshit about uh, <laughs> well, my great grandpappy. Oh, he was over here. Doing, you know, there's, there's none of that stuff, right? And it's but but I mean, you your story is kind of developing as you continue through business, and you know, no doubt. The whole barrel pick thing, it, you know, with clubs and society, this is me speaking. This is not phenomenal spirits, but it's a little bit of a pain in the it, it in the ass probably it may not be the right way to say it, but it is definitely more labor intensive more hands-on i mean if you're looking at it from truly a business perspective from an or the touch points from a one single barrel selection versus hey here's uh ten thousand cases right there's a whole different business model between those two things so and yep. that's the that, that's the thing hopefully hopefully all the 
uh, you know, the folks that that, you know, that are partnering with you and are, and are going through that are understanding in a sense that, you know, it, it, it's different, man. I mean, the economics on, hey, I'll take that barrel versus I'll take the, you know, and a barrel's producing, give or take. And I'll call it 150 cases, depending on, you know, yeah. what, 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 what um, you know, what the the angel share looks like, but yeah. you know, that's versus going to where you said you're going, you know, in the future and we're going to go to some of these, uh, you know, larger, uh, retailers where it's like, uh, shit, Hey, we need 5,000 cases or we're not doing business with you. Right. Yeah. Completely different model. So I right. think that, that, that your ability to make that shift, right. Yeah. Especially being that that wasn't where you were going to begin with, because it definitely makes a huge, that, that, that's like a needle mover in, whoa, we, we got to really rethink how we're going to do things right. going forward because the economics just changed on us. Well, you that's know, not, you not to also mention that, you know, when we do our private, you know, the private reserves, each, each club, they get their own individually blended products, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. not making one big mass, you know, yeah. when we're doing the regular red, right three production, you know, I'm blending, you know, 60, 80, hundred barrels at a time, you know, to do one big blend of putting out. Whereas with the private reserve program, you know, every single one is a one-off blend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it definitely adds a, a little bit more, more into it. A lot of single barrels you see is, uh, you know, easy dump. You know, you come to a distillery, you can try out five different barrels. You like one. Okay, this is your stuff. You start blend, you know, there's no blend in- involved. And, you know, all you do is you dump it, you actually filter it, and instead of it goes to bottling. For us, it's a whole different ball game. It has to blend be- blend between three different whiskeys. It has to sit. It has to go through the whole filtration system. And then even the labels what we do are customized customized with the logo and whatnot. So we take an extra care, extra attention because that's what we do. And that's what, you know, that's what part of being a phenomenal, you can't just say phenomenal and not, and not do phenomenal things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. I think it's really cool. I mean, I did just that whole process. And again, to be able to, to have that experience, uh, you know, we would, uh, we'd definitely like to, to participate in that one day. So is that something, so, you know, as, as you're obviously scaling the business, business growing, uh, there's plenty of juice out there in the market today for you to be able to access. So it's not going to be a shortage of that. Yeah. What's the, what's the future for phenomenal spirits and, and how does that, does the, does the barrel program grow? Yeah. Does it grow along yeah. with the, the retail program or is there yeah. going to be some, yeah, what does that look like? Yeah. So the barrel program is a very, very, you know, integral part of our, you know, of our business plan and our, you know, growth expansion because it has created so much loyalty and, you know, and, and created that niche. We are going to continue to do that. There are some big retailers who have reached out to us to do barrel program. And, you know, we are entertaining that idea, single barrels to big ones. So, so economics have to work out. So we're having those discussions. Yeah. Yeah. So it will continue. I think our focus will be the Isalco 10, 15, uh, Isalco 10 and 15 year and, you know, right three regular expression will always be the main staple. That's our phenomenal portfolio. And the niche, which is the private reserve, is for hardcore cask strength, you know, cask strength thirsty drinkers. It's for them. <laughs> yeah. you know? I, I mean, I think- there are a lot of them, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I think along with that, too, you know, that also is going to kind of become our playgrounds. Yeah, we're going to be yeah. doing some uh, fun things. We'll do some uh, small offerings come up here in O&D season yeah. uh, that, you know, gives us a chance to experiment, play around with some different uh, cast finishing, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and those are things that, you know, the following year can become a part of uh, the regular uh, private reserve program as well. Yeah, cool. th- thanks for teeing that up. Cause that's where I was going to go. And I didn't know how far <laughs> we get into that, but that's so, you know, and, and no doubt, I mean, we can, 
we don't have to mention his name. It doesn't matter. I mean, there's been plenty of folks that are that are putting stuff uh, that the whole yeah. barrel, uh, the you know, um, uh, cast flavored whiskeys, right? I mean, it, it's not a new concept. I think it's, yeah, I think it's growing yeah. and, and I think people are kind of adopting to that. And, and again, I, you've got people that, Hey, I'm going to stop at the store once a week and get my one bottle and it's got a black label on it. And that's what I'm getting. And I want one, I don't want more than one bottle in the house, that kind of thing. I think right. you're starting people to get more curious and it's like, Hey, I want to get one of everything. And I want to, you know, I don't need to drink the whole bottle, but I want to taste this and I want to taste that. One. And I want to start yeah. to experiment, right? It's, I mean, just like with food, it's like, well, wait a minute, what's that hot sauce and this hot sauce and, and kind of playing around. So where do you see yourselves taking to, you know, Matt, to, as you're saying, you're experimenting and is it, is this, uh, is this Matt's experiments? And then it's like, Hey, I'm going to bring it back and say, Hey, what's everybody think about this? And we'll see where we're going. Are there suggestions coming in saying, well, how do we, how do we get a little more coconut on the finish on this thing? And maybe, you know, is there, is there, or, you know, is it, are we, are we toasting these, uh, these rum barrels enough to start to extract a little bit of a different, you know, coconut kind of leather tobacco-y flavor in there? Not that yeah. I'm making suggestions, but you know, hey, I, I got you the plenty, plenty of suggestions out there. And we, we listen to them all. And, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you know, we got to see what, what the consumers want, you know, yeah. and, and sometimes they don't know what they want. So that gives us a chance to play around and come up with some different fun things to do. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, we're, we're always looking for new different things and yeah. It's part of the whiskey program. What, you know, what Matt and I, you know, mentioned earlier. So we have a product roadmap and the product roadmap consists of, a lot of vintage casts from coming from a lot of different parts of the world, which has been, you know, used for a long time. And those those vintage old European vintage casts are going to be creating some exceptionally high quality products from our side, all to be done in cast strength. Oh, and, nice. and all to be done and you know cal and dan i'm telling you if they in, uh, in december in october november december if you find some small niche offering which we're going to be releasing only maybe 1200 bottles go snatch it and uh, mm-hmm. and 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 it's going to be reasonably priced and it's going to be available online only and it'll be gone in like four weeks and after that, it won't be available for another six months before it comes back into the picture. So this is our playground. That's why I said, you know, Phenomenal Spirits is an incubation platform to create exceptionally high quality spirits. I love it. So it is yeah. it is our platform to play. If we have a seal of approval, if I say, yes, let's do this, the economics works out and we have supply, Matt's, got, Matt's figured out the whole supply chain aspect of it and it is doable. We're gonna turn it on, and 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 the pace of execution. What we do at in our company, in five in 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 twelve months, we have released five expressions. Wow! In the USA, in a lightning pace, in a very successful way, and we are in thirteen states, and we are selling out. You know, so there, there's a method to the madness. There's a blueprint involved. And very, very focused. There's no fluff. You know, if you go to a social media or advertisements, we don't have time for fluffs at this moment. You know, we're, we're very focused on being genuine, keep it clear, consistent messaging, and work with people like you. Mm-hmm. You work with people like you. And, you know, we would love to do a rum podcast with you guys and, you know, get you a, get you rum bottles and, you know, see what you guys think about our rum. And I'll, I'll speak for Dan. Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we, we, we would uh, we would love to do that. We'd actually like to do. I don't know if y'all would be up for it, but uh, you know, I mentioned earlier we've had uh, who do we have? We had uh, Real McCoy, Holmes Key, yeah. uh, uh, Lamentania. We've we had we've had Sarah, and then a few others. We'd love to do a blind tasting with you guys on the show, and I can I can, cook, I can cook up some of the other stuff that uh, that those folks have provided. You'd have to send me yours, and we'll have to fit. actually you send me what we're going to taste, and then I'll reorganize and get everything, and I'll ship it back to you. It makes no sense economically or logistically, but that's probably the best <laughs> way to make it. But yeah, <laughs> it, it'll it'll make it. We'll make that's it work. That's why and, we follow the PGA Tour. Exactly. Yeah, but we would really, uh, and actually, I'd like to do that with uh with your rye too we've got 100 uh, we've got some uh yeah. go get some cast finished rye, which is in the marketplace you know which it is yeah and you can compare and uh, see what you think about it we would love to you know for us we're not afraid of feedback constructive criticisms is always great we are continuously you know refining so the thing about our main skew which is the isalco 10 15 and rye 3 that is always consistent yeah. Our private reserve, every single barrel is going to taste different. There's always going to be a slight variation. Mm-hmm. You know? That's what scares me. I'm going to I'm going to have to build extra shelves. <laughs> <laughs> or start I'm doing drinking. the same thing in my office. Yeah, I'm like, or start drinking more, and I'm like, oh, shit, that ain't going to be possible. <laughs> I'm just going to need more shelves, I suppose. Uh, so, all right, so we got some fun questions for you uh, before we let you go, but uh, but. Uh, Karthik, where can people find you? you mentioned online only, uh, and I know you're in eight or 10 states right now. That's rapidly growing. But if you want to give folks a rundown, how can they find you on social? Where do they buy your product and, and where are you at right now? For sure. Social media is uh, Rye 3 Whiskey. That's the Rye 3 Whiskey uh, so, uh, Instagram and Facebook. For Ron Izolko, it's Ron Izolko uh, for Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we have, uh, you know, www.phenomenalspirits.com or rum.com or rye3whiskey.com. That's our website. Uh, we are available in 13 states. We're in, you know, we're in Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama, uh, Georgia, uh, North Carolina. Uh, we are in uh, Maryland, D.C., uh, Florida, Texas. We just opened up Oregon uh, in a limited capacity, uh, California. And we are in online uh, we, are in, uh, we, uh, we, have, we are in Louisiana. We opened up Louisiana last month. So we're doing a battle release this week uh, in Louisiana for, uh, nice. for uh, Ron Izalco. Yeah, they, you know, a bourbon society picked a rum, a rum which was fantastic. Right. Cool. And uh, online, you know, you, we are available uh, in uh, Flavia, Caskers. Uh, we are available in Curiata.com. Curiata is a nice uh, uh, e-commerce website for uh, you know craft spirits, which is not readily available in the marketplace. Yep. Uh, they ship across you know about thirty states or so. So yeah, so a lot of places. All it's just spiritshub.com as well. Uh, spiritshub.com for rum. Uh, they ship to four different states uh, in uh, mostly in Illinois and New Hampshire, North Dakota. Yeah. So yeah, if you don't find us and if you can't find any store, just DM us and uh, somebody from our company will always respond to you. They are, you know, very responsive for all emails, phone calls and, you know, DMs. And we're always on social media interacting with people. Cool. Sure. Matt, are you on, uh, are you on Instagram that you would want to speak of? Are you doing anything? Oh, man. Like, uh, you, you, don't, you, know, you don't have to mention if you don't want to. No, I, I have an account, but I've yet to use it. So okay. hopefully okay, we'll, gotcha. we'll, as soon as we get uh, caught up and with all the production, everything, get things, you know, 
roll a little bit more. Maybe we'll spend a little bit more time on that. Yeah, sure. No, yeah, no worries. So yeah, guys, this sample is absolutely, uh, you know, as I said earlier, phenomenal. Yeah, it is. It is phenomenal. (laughs) Oddly enough. Uh, I do definitely pick that rum, uh, oh, some yeah. hints of the rum coming out of there with the uh, the car- the brown sugars and some caramel, a little bit of honey. I'm getting that kind of herbal essence out of there. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, to tasting some more expressions for sure. But so for some fun questions, and I know we got to let you go real quick uh, or in a minute. Uh, so pick who's your pick to win the U.S. Open this week at Torrey Pines. Whoa! Actually, yesterday I was smoking a cigar in uh, Laguna Beach, uh, mm. and uh, one of the guys who was uh, who was out there hanging out, he is a golf broadcaster, and uh, and he is going to be in U.S. Open. Who was it? Can you say Mark Emmelman? No, I, I can't recall his name. Okay. I, this is the first time I'm seeing him, but he, he's from town, I believe. This is the first time I saw him. I was pleasantly surprised. He was wearing a nice little Rolex. Yeah, I want to mess fake. around with him and tell him, that looks fake. You know? <laughs> Jim Nance, that's who it is. I, I always do that. When I see a Rolex, that looks kind of fake. It's nice, but I, it kind of looks fake. Bro. <laughs> then I show my brightly just for the fuck of it. <laughs> Love that. Exactly. Yeah, but he was telling me that you know it could be Justin uh, Justin Thomas or Jordan Speed. Those okay. are like uh, yes, two hot picks, and I kind of believe that you know yeah. uh, they, they have a good shot at it. What you guys think? Well, hold on, hold on. Let's get Matt first. Matt, uh, yeah. you may not be a golfer, so you you may not have any input. But uh, you can you yeah, do, man, just... get, get me with uh, get me with motocross or, or Formula One stuff like that. You, you got me all day long, but. I'm going to go with uh, whatever you guys say. So if he's going motocross, he's definitely going to go Terrell Hatton. That's where he's going. That's oh, he's yeah. Going. yeah. Yeah, he's a car guy. He's going, he's okay. going hat There you go. Mr. Lambo. Yeah, uh, who did I pick? Or I picked Bryson. Yep, I I took, took, I, you just, I, oh, you picked Bryson. Okay. I picked, I, I picked DeChambeau. I took Brooks. I took Kepka. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so we've got the, uh, the Brooks and Bryson, uh, you know, do, uh, the, the battle going on over here. I, I think we're going to see the first fist fight, <laughs> the, the first televised fist fight on the PGA tour, uh, Thursday afternoon at like three uh, o'clock. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So now, how often do you guys play golf? Uh, pretty regular, but, uh, let's see, uh, regularly. Yeah. Regular, yeah. often, yeah. often, yeah. yeah. Three to four days, of, three to four no, times a week. Oh no, couple, uh, I couple can't days say a week that. Kind of I can't yeah. say that we're being yeah. recorded. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I play when it's available. Awesome. <laughs> that. Very I'm not going to say no. Yeah, but but twice a week is phenomenal, guys. That's uh, being in the green is like you know it's like for me it's like a Zen moment. It's like doing a yoga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do, do you get to play much in uh, California? There's some amazing golf courses, but if I can get to work out and do yoga, that's the all time I have. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, I probably play like four or five times a year. No, yeah. I'll, be, I'll be lying if I said I did. I played more. Uh, seriously, ever since I've gotten into phenomenal spirits, time is of the essence. And uh, um, because we have European markets and I'm up, up early already yeah. in the morning and having meetings with them. And it's nonstop. Gotcha. It's nonstop. Yeah. I had a, how close are you to, uh, how close is your Virginia beach facility to Kings mill? You know, only Matt, only Matt can tell that. Do you know, Matt? No, I don't know. Yeah. 
Okay. I got. I got to look that up. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. Uh, yeah. No, no, you guys, no, no worries. You guys yeah. come down to Virginia Beach by any chance? Well, that's why I was asking. So Kings Mill, and I thought I flew into. I may have flew into Richmond though. Uh, I got to got to pull my. Uh, I made it yeah. made it through this pint. So uh, <laughs> is it is it a is it a phenomenal course? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 well, it's phenomenal. Yeah. It. Yeah. It's pretty. Uh, I wouldn't. I don't know about phenomenal, but it's a pretty good track. They play a uh, an LPGA tournament there annually. Okay. So yeah. So yeah. it's uh, kind Wait, of. Do you know? Do you know what uh, what city it's in? Uh, I, d- I think it's Kings Mill. I thought. Is that it? Okay. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I'm not sure what that is. Uh, yeah. yeah, nevertheless. Uh, no worries. Yeah, well, we don't want to hold you guys up. Uh, hold on. Oh, so it's Williamsburg. Minute, I think it's probably in Williamsburg. Well, yeah, maybe? Williamsburg. Williamsburg. Yeah. Uh, Williamsburg, yeah. 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I remember going, I was there at an event, and we actually took like a, I don't know, they were shuttling us around, and they took us to the, the ocean. So I don't think okay. we went to uh, Virginia Beach, but you know we just went to Williamsburg on the coast right there. But, yeah. yeah, you can go right out there to uh, yeah to the bay, Chesapeake yeah, Bay is out sure. there. Yeah. Uh, all right. So so two more questions, guys, uh, before you go. So in if we're in Virginia Beach, Matt, uh, what is a uh, give us a hidden gem? Kind of a, a must stop, diamond in the rough. You gotta stop by here, get a drink, get something to eat, whatever it is, something that we wouldn't know unless we were a local. Man, so kind of the local spot to go here is, you know, a lot of us, we go to Sandbridge Beach. Um, if you're going to Sandbridge Beach, there's only one way in, one, one way in, one way out. And you got to stop by Margie and Ray's for some seafood. Cool. Nice. Took uh, Kartik there when he was in town the, uh, the other month and took some, um, some barrel pickers out there the other week and get a uh, fantastic bloody mary out there what a great answer yeah 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 some oysters and yeah great spot great little local spot perfect all right karthik so uh laguna beach in laguna beach if you come you know obviously it's uh it's ocean it's a beach town uh there's a rooftop place called mozambique uh and you go for you go there for the view it's a must amazing sunset you can see the Catalina island from there oh. and uh, some live music going on uh usually it's uh it's reggae or you know other 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 80s 80s band fantastic uh great you know ethnic food which is you know mozambique style african style food and from there you walk down you go to montage and there's a fire pit right next to the ocean oh, i love that place i love that place man you smoke a cigar oh yeah get a cocktail from the bar you go down there and there's a fire pit and that's what you do, man. That's uh, you know, rolling in style. What's the? What, it's, it's a little Mexican place. So, so that's down on the water. Is the Mexican place up on the hill? Is it still it's open? A, it's called as Adolfo's. Yeah, Adolfo's. Yeah. yeah, it's still there. Okay, classic, and you know, run by family for forty years. I probably, you know, I have a, I have a Vespa scooter uh, style, you know, for my beat scooter. Oh, yeah. I have a Harley Davidson for my, you know, weekend. <laughs> but for the weekdays, I have a Vespa scooter to, you know, scoot around the, the town so yeah, that, cool. you know, I can beat all the traffic. Yes. And, uh, and, you know, I go to Adolfo's at least once or twice a week. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't been there in several years, but I love that. When I have been, I love that place. And then to your point, going over, getting a cigar, getting a scotch, going 
going out on the yeah, on the montage, man. <laughs> you can't be you got Odin style. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So Karthik good. and Matt, it has been such a pleasure, guys. We appreciate it. Uh, we hope to uh, get some new expressions of yours, and uh, yes, let's say some on the show, man. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for the opportunity, and uh, we will be coming back to you guys with uh, we'll do a rum podcast whenever you guys are uh, uh, ready. Awesome. And, uh, and we would love to do that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We good. appreciate it, guys. All right. Cheers. Thank you, Cheers. guys. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers. Cheers. Bye for now.